Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is three biggest pitfalls of subject to investing. In this, you're going to discover three major issues that can completely destroy subject to investment. These are rarely, if ever, covered by anyone. But if you want to invest in subject to deals successfully, it's critical you avoid these three pitfalls. Hi, I'm Brian Bush with Freedom Mentor. I've been a real estate investor for over 20 years, worked with Phil for 15, and we've closed hundreds of subject to deals in nearly all 50 states. We've seen just about everything that can go wrong with these, including when they catch fire and burn down. But if you're new to subject to, check out my video, Subject to Real Estate Explained Step by Step. And if you have questions, text FREEDOM to 305-315-8030. Let's get into the pitfalls. The first big pitfall to subject to investing is doing a bad deal. You've talked with a seller, you've made your offers, perhaps the only fit is subject to, and while it would solve the seller's problem, is it going to make you money? Have you first and foremost checked to see the value of the property versus what's owed against it to determine that there is equity in the deal? that you have room to make a profit? Have you checked out the loans against the property? Besides perhaps the purchase money mortgage, is there a second? Is there possibly a HELOC, a home equity line of credit the seller could still borrow against, which you certainly wouldn't want to leave active? Are there occupancy requirements on any of the loans against the property that might not be conducive to doing subject to? Have you looked to see that the payments are current or is there perhaps a a large balance due that requires a reinstatement that might take away from some of the profits and equity that you thought you had? Have you done a thorough title search to understand any loans and liens and judgments against title? Have you looked at the chain of title in that title search to ensure there's no marriage or death or divorce or any other complications that might not allow you to clearly resell the property later on? Have you looked at your overall timing to ensure that you put enough into your diligence, you're not being rushed into a purchase and missing something, uh, all the way including balloons? Is there a loan that has a balloon, a lump sum that's gonna be due? Maybe it was a 30-year note, but it has a five-year balloon payment due where you have to come up with that full balance. Well, you wanna be aware of that and not get caught off guard later on. So you need to make sure the timing makes sense. Management, do you have a management plan in place? Are you going to perhaps hire a property manager? Are you going to do it yourself? And if so, do you have a system to manage that? It can be easy to put someone in a property, but getting them out can be a nightmare. And you want to make sure that you have a proactive management plan in place to avoid headaches. Do your numbers overall make sense? Normally when we're going into a subject to deal we're not really positioned to immediately resell. And as such, we have to consider, is there going to be cash flow? Is the deal going to make sense? Are we going to have enough equity to be profitable at some point? How long will that be? Perhaps the deal's actually upside down and requires short sale. Subject to wouldn't make sense at that point. In some cases, we might be able to retail after doing some rehab to the property. So that might be a plan as well. In other words, what kind of exit strategy or plan do you have to profit on the deal? You want to make sure that you have a plan. Is it going to be short-term? Is it going to be long-term? Probably the biggest mistake I see investors make is being so eager to get in the deal, they don't have a plan. And they find out after they own the problem that they're going to lose money and that they need to get out from under this. That's not good for the investor. 
not good for the seller, especially if the investor were to walk away. So we have to look at all these to make sure this isn't a bad deal. And sometimes it may boil down to what experience level do you have? Are you getting in over your head? Maybe you know some of this, but maybe you know just enough to be dangerous and might find yourself in a bad position if you don't thoroughly look at each of these pieces. You might need a mentor. We have a team that closes these deals each and every month, has mastered subject two. Let's look at the next big pitfall. The next big pitfall to subject two investing is due on sale. Due on sale is a clause, legal language, that lenders have added to mortgages that allow them the right to call the loan due in full if title transfers. And in subject two, title is transferring from the seller to the new buyer. Back in the 1970s, interest rates were going up. The range was 7 to over 12%. In the 80s, 9 to over 18%. So buyers were looking for ways to save money when they purchased a property. And if the seller had an existing loan with a lower interest rate, they simply took over on that loan. Banks had no way of keeping them from doing so, and so they sought after language to protect themselves, hence the birth of the due-on-sale clause. But there are some exceptions. The Garden St. Germain Act of 1982 made due-on-sale an exception in the event of divorce, separation, death of the borrower, or if the borrower was using a living trust. Federally insured loans are also an exception to due-on-sale. So while this language has been around for nearly 50 years, in practice for the past couple decades, low interest rates have kept this from being much of a concern for most investors. Banks simply haven't been pursuing due on sale in any kind of aggressive way. But with the interest rate increase we've been seeing, they may pursue that and you definitely need to be prepared for this pitfall. If they call the loan due, you're gonna have a very limited time to either get new financing or sell the property to protect your profit position. We at Freedom Mentor have developed proprietary techniques to allow our apprentices to overcome these challenges outside of the normal solutions that many investors pursue, one of which is lease option. In a lease option, title is not transferring to the new buyer, so due on sale is not a concern. But lease options have downsides because you're not getting title, you don't have the same control over the deal, and you definitely need the seller's cooperation down the road in order to realize your profit. If you want to learn more about lease options, check out Creative Financing Comparison to learn more. Another solution investors try to use is a wraparound mortgage, putting a new mortgage around the existing, but that doesn't overcome the due on sale, so it's rarely used. The most importantly used is a trust. Due to the Garden St. Germain Act, the trust has been a common solution. It's more complicated, more expensive. However, it also has some downsides if you live in a state where title, the deed, moves over to the trustee rather than the trust, which means you're going to have to give a measure of control over to the trustee. And there's another downside to using a trust, and that takes us into our third big pitfall. The third big pitfall to subject to investing is insurance. Whether using a trust or not, when title transfers from the seller to the new buyer, the existing insurance policy is going to be void. It's not going to cover any loss. You can cancel that policy, but when you do, the lender's informed, and the lender's going to see they're not protected. They're going to put a forced insurance policy in place, which is a lot more expensive. You will obtain new coverage in the name of the new buyer, but if you send that to the lender and it doesn't match their borrower, clearly they're going to see they're not protected, and they're going to put a forced policy in place. 
are also likely to start digging in to find out what's going on with title. So the solution for a long time has been to have two policies. Leave the existing policy in place, which isn't going to cover a loss. Put a new policy in place that would, but don't send it to the lender. That means double the premium. That makes it harder to carry a subject to deal. We have developed methods to overcome these challenges that work 99% of the time. We teach them to our apprentices, and it's allowed us to do hundreds of subject to transactions successfully. But the real-world test of any method comes down to when you have a problem. We've actually had two apprentices that had properties catch fire and burn to the ground. Thankfully, no one was harmed in either of the cases. And our apprentices were able to take in the insurance funds, satisfy all debts against the property, and in each case net over 100000 in profits. So that has been a real-world test that we've absolutely passed to make sure that our methods work. So those are the three biggest pitfalls of subject to investing, doing bad deals, the due on sale clause, and the challenge with insurance. If you have questions, text FREEDOM to 305-315-8030. And if you'd like to learn more about subject to investing, check out Phil's book, How to Be a Real Estate Investor. You can get a free copy. This is a must read for anyone that wants to get into real estate investing. And if you want to benefit from some of the techniques that we've pioneered to overcome the biggest obstacle of subject to deals and learn to make seemingly impossible deals easy, check out Phil's apprentice program. His apprentice program allowed me as a young investor to accomplish more in 18 months than I had in the previous eight years. And it can do even more for you as we have more tools and techniques available today than ever before. There's no better time to get in real estate than right now. Again, I'm Brian Bush with FreedomMentor.com. If you have any comments, please leave them because we certainly appreciate your feedback. Thanks for tuning in.